Taylor. Okay. I'm Allison, and my only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen, whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, <laughs> or learning something new and helpful. We hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, the beautiful, Mr. Eric Robertson. Hi. Hi, baby. <laughs> we are in Pleasant Picture Studios in Provo, Utah, a.k.a. our basement. I wonder if people know that. We well, know that. they do now. Eric likes working from home. I do. Well, I don't feel like I'm at home because I'm down a long corridor. There's a bunch of doors that separates me from the rest of the house. But I do like going upstairs, getting a Diet Coke. You know, looking out at the backyard, getting heading some, back down. Getting some chips. Getting some chips. <laughs> losing the LBs. Okay, brag much. We are so excited that you are here for episode 92. It's the thing to do. <laughs> this is ooh, this is one of my like story episodes, you know, like where I share my journey. This is how I let Instagram ruin my life. I'm feeling a little vulnerable, which I'm surprised at because I thought this would be no big deal. But it's something that I really want to talk about because even if you have made the decision to not be very active on social media, social media affects affects all of our lives a lot. Even like my brother, Evan, has decided to not be on social media at all, but that doesn't mean he doesn't interact with people on a daily basis and have two sisters who have businesses centered on social media. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. There's basically almost no way for social media not to affect your life, even if you've chosen to opt out of the system. So here's my goal with this episode. My intention is, I don't know if it's a unique position, but it's my position, of having a business business that is centered around Instagram and social media. And it's something that I've been building for over 12 years. I think Instagram has been around for, I want to say six or seven years at this point. It's maybe eight, but it's something in that bracket. Isn't that crazy? It's, yeah. It's, it's under, under 10 years. It's basically the age of Ginger. Yeah, because it started just a little bit before Ginger was born. That's how it's easy to keep track for me. And I joined when Ginger, before she was one. Yeah. And then it has been such an integral part of building my business, creating a brand, selling product. And it's actually been a huge part of me breaking. <laughs> breaking down and and I didn't want this to be so clickbaity. I didn't want to be like, Instagram, how Instagram ruined my life. That's why I specifically said how I let, how I allowed Instagram to almost ruin my life in a lot of ways. Because my life, of course, is not ruined. It's a choice. It's a perspective. That's as clickbaity as I'm going to get with you. But for a period of time, I mean, it really did affect my happiness a lot. And your happiness. Yeah. Well, yours is related to mine in a couple ways. Yeah. <laughs> And it was a huge drain. And so this is my goal is I'm going to share my story. I'm going to share my journey. I'm going to share what I've learned. I'm going to share how I got to the place I'm at now, which is honestly a really, really good, healthy, happy place. And I'm also going to share ways that you can be more intentional and set healthier boundaries and just feel better using social media or living in a world where social media is using the hell out of us. (laughs) Because 
like I said, there's no way to escape it. Before we get into this, I think that we should just really quickly do a Nobody Cares About Your Kids because she truly is the star of my social media at which, the moment. What story? Fiona. I, well, yeah, but Last story? night, we were driving to Salt Lake, so it was about an hour drive, and we hear like the cutest little, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands, and I don't know about you, Eric, but I was like... <laughs> oh, yeah. We were, it was, was going like, to be like a gospel revival choir. We were getting into it. We were so ready. And it was kind of like a good reminder. Like, I let it mean so much. Like, I am happy. Like, I'm here in the moment. Like, what more could I possibly want? I have nothing to be stressed about. Fiona is, like, reminding me. Like, look at the innocence of the children. So Eric and I hear, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. And we both immediately go... Clap, clap. And Fiona says... Well, she has this look, and she puts her head down. She looks up at you. She says, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. She did that to me. (laughs) All I did was clap and support her, but I wasn't invited. I should have checked with her before. Oh, we, I just loved it so much. It was so mean of her. Well, we were so excited and innocently getting involved, not trying to be annoying to her. And we were shot down so fast. We were shot down so hard. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. Man, and if that isn't what social media feels like all the time, like you're trying to get in on something, you're excited, you put it up there, you share your heart, nobody cares. Crickets. Crickets. Or, or you like, you know, leave a post, a comment, you direct message someone, you're excited. Crickets. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to hang out? I thought it was an open invitation. All right. So we hope you enjoy that little tiny piece of Fiona. Also, everyone's freaking out right now because I posted that picture of her holding a chicken. What happened? We were at my parents' house and the, my dad let the chickens out. There's like, he has like 20 chickens and Fiona just loves chasing animals. So the chickens just run away from her. I mean, they'll run away from any kid, but Fiona does not give up like other kids. She keeps going and I go, I bet she'll get it. And like five minutes later, she comes walking up the deck stairs with that chicken in hand. And she was just so happy and like, like it was no big deal. And the chicken looked terrified. There's a sense of smugness in her face yeah, too. Yeah, she's like, it's like she could hear the conversation of, of people doubting that she could get that chicken. And then she just walks up like, I've always had this chicken this chicken is my chicken I own this chicken. And you know what? I love starting there because I love starting with this really fun example of we had this awesome moment with Fiona. Eric did. He got this picture. And yesterday morning, it was Monday, and I saw that picture, and it was making me so happy. I love writing. I love sharing. I love creating captions. Instagram is this amazing, crazy, beautiful mix of everything I like doing. When I get excited and when I learn about something, the first thing I want to do is share it and teach it and bring other people into it. It's just my personality. It's like, it's what I do at home. Mm -hmm. It's what I do with my friends. When I saw this picture, I just, I literally had this thought that was like, what if we could all grab our lives as fearlessly as Fiona grabbed that chicken? And so I just quickly posted the picture and that caption. My ultimate wish for all of us is that we can grab our lives as fearlessly and awesomely as Fiona grabbed this chicken. Get out there and get your chicken. That is almost like the perfect example of how Instagram can work for me in like an effortless, flowy way. 
Uh-huh. So this is how I start sharing on Instagram. And what happens is when Instagram pops on the scene, at this point, I've been blogging for probably three or four years. I've been sharing online since before Eric and I were married, since before I was pregnant, I started a blog. And I did have an audience that I had been building up online by sharing for these several years. I had my own breakdowns there about sharing too much information and starting to let, you know, people's opinions make me feel like I needed to serve in a certain way. I mean, the same thing keeps happening (laughs) in my life over and over as I get excited, I share. And then when you share, it elicits feedback and responses. And then the perfectionist people pleasing parts of me starts like going berserk with what to do with that feedback. So what you're saying is it wasn't necessarily the platform of Instagram. It was that that Instagram just amplified your reach and the response from people. Absolutely. It's Instagram. And and this is why I think it affected me so deeply is it basically was a perfect storm of every single haywire thought process that I have. Every single faulty software system that I have that is limiting beliefs. I am not enough. I can achieve more to be more. All of these thoughts that I wasn't aware that I had that were really I'm going to take a toll on my health and already taking a toll on my health, but I hadn't realized them yet. Instagram just illuminated all of them. Mm -hmm. Truly, I think the biggest thing is that I believe the more I do, the the more worthy I am. The more I do, the more I achieve, the more I accomplish, the more worthy of attention and praise I am. And because I love words of affirmation, I love to give words of affirmation. Man, that was that was freaking detrimental because what is Instagram other than a words of affirmation fest? Mm-hmm. So so let's woo feelings. Let's like <laughs> Susan Peterson, my good friend, freshly picked, she says you really should get on this Instagram thing. And I I wasn't on Facebook. I had made the choice because I get so overstimulated. I had made this conscious decision to not be on Facebook, which was crazy. Everybody was on Facebook. And I was like, oh, I don't want to see all my ex-boyfriends. And I did have a lot of ex-boyfriends at that point. And so I did, and I, and I didn't want to be on there. But Instagram, I had done an internship for Hallmark, which was writing captions to pictures. I love a witty one-liner. I have a degree in advertising design. I majored in like copywriting and marketing and I freaking loved a witty one-liner. I loved sharing ugly pictures of myself and witty one-liners. And this is what started happening. My audience from my blog found me on Instagram. And so that helped create some traction. Instagram was a growing platform and I had a natural knack for Instagram. And so my Instagram began growing faster than the success of my blog. And so then, because I have this marketing background, I started to assess what is working for me on Instagram that is not working on my blog. And I realized what I had kind of done is because I had overshared and overextended myself on my blog, I had started to take myself out of it in some ways. And on Instagram, I was central, my personality central focus. Mm-hmm. Right there. Yeah. I realized that was part of the thing that was resonating was my perspective, my personality, my take on life. So I let that be 
part of the thing that fueled me on Instagram. At the time, I was very, 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 very victim to the do more, do more, do more, create more, create more, create more. Also, I like making and doing things. And I just had the one kid. And I had stopped working my full-time job. And I was at home trying to make, you know, a blog or a platform grow. And I was selling things on Etsy and I was creating crafts and I was doing events and parties. And I freaking, I love creating to share. Like, like, and this has been a lot of reflection for me. At the end of the day, I am an like a teacher and a performer. And all of these things are like my performance art. Um, Courtney Kendrick wrote this in a blog post and it like blew my mind and helped me so much. Writing is part performance for me. And not in the performance, it's not sincere. Like I freaking, I mean, I don't think anyone listening to this is shocked. I like performing. But even saying that feels wrong and bad and stupid because I I just have been told I'm too much and I'm too loud and I'm too big and I'm a ham and all those things that made me feel like it was wrong my whole life when I probably would have loved doing acting classes or what you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like people like performing the other issue is I'm not a good singer and I'm not that great of a dancer and so all of these performance arts that existed I took art classes I took um, dance classes I was in plays I was never the star of the play I was it's like I never seemed to excel in those areas but I did excel in writing and creating content. And so, like, this is crazy. I'm this is like blowing my own mind right now. So, like, that's what I kept pushing. Yeah. Because I like doing. We all like doing what we're good at. Something about the way that I perform or talk or share, even. And that's the thing that can be frustrating. Is like I'm just being my freaking self. It's not a performance. Yeah. And even when I'm just being myself, it, people are like, "It's a performance." And I'm like. I don't know how to not be like this. I don't know how to not be like this. And then at the same time, that's frustrating. And I also do like to get up on stage and be myself. Maybe I like doing it because I feel natural there because like I'm allowed to be myself. Anyway, it starts growing. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it started growing. This was an accident. No, it was not an accident. I wanted to build a platform. I wanted to share. I wanted to share this message and I wanted to share love. And I know that's so cheesy and I've and I've talked about this before. If you come to my branding workshop, you know, like that's why I started a blog. But I also started a blog because I like writing. I also started a blog because I like performing. I like entertaining. It it feels good, but I also like sharing my thoughts and I like to ease suffering. Like when I went through this breakup in college, I wrote this essay in one of my classes about heartbreak and I researched like different cultures and where different cultures say the heart is broken. And in like Japan, you commit, um, Harry Carey, you commit suicide by like disemboweling yourself. Mm-hmm. Is heartbreak, is, is that in the gut? Do you see what it, like it yeah. was this cool essay and I read it to this class of 20 people and every single female in the class came up to me afterwards and was like, can I get a copy of that essay? I mean, this has been my entire life. This is just what I do. Yeah. And maybe I like the performance aspect of it because I feel like I can finally be myself there because it's not too much when you put me on stage, but I'm too much everywhere else. Anyway, back to Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> back to Instagram. It starts growing and it starts gaining traction. And guess what? Everyone starts saying, wow, Allison, good job. Wow, Allison, you're blowing up. Wow, Allison, you you must be doing something right. And part of me is like, yes, I am working very hard. I am doing something right. And I think also deep down, it's like, 
oh, crap, I don't, um, how do I keep this going? Um, I have to, like, how do I not disappoint people? How do I not let people down? And as the platform starts growing, um, it's a completely new frontier and people aren't sure. There's no such thing as influencer marketing. I'm getting emails from people saying, can you post about this on your blog? And I'm like, you don't want to post on my blog. You want to post on my Instagram. And people are like, we don't do that. We don't know how to pay for that. We don't know what that is. And blogging was this huge industry and I'd gone to Alt Summit and, you know, ads and everybody knows what to do there. And everybody's just trying to understand what to do on Instagram. Do you monetize it? Do you just share pictures of your kids? And this is why I do Allison's Brand School. This is why I do half of the work I do is because I started thinking I was the product. Because that's what everybody told me, and that's what was happening, and that's what was working. How the dance party started is because of Instagram. Yeah. Because I love doing events, and I started doing our kids' birthday parties and sharing about them. And then I went to the blogging conference, and I met people, and they saw my events I was doing at home, and they said, do you want to do them for us? And I said, okay, I would love to, because I wanted to be like this Martha Stewart events goddess. I had wanted to be a wedding planner. Um, that was something I had wanted to be like growing up. I This is funny. I wanted to be a wedding planner. I wanted to be a psychologist. I wanted to be a baker. I like on career day, I went to the psychology talk. I went to the baking talk. I went, I like, I end the event. Like, I, it's funny because I've like done all these things. Yeah. I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to be like Sycamore Street Co. Press, I thought was so cool. And so Etsy shops and blogs and all of these things were giving me this chance to do it. So I'm doing events and they start to gain some traction and I'm putting myself out there. And I'm now I want to point out some key things. They're not just gaining traction. People aren't just walking up to me. I am going to in-person conferences. I am making contacts. I am creating content. And it was a huge privilege that I was able to create content because Eric was working full time and I was working um, and doing some freelance, but I wasn't trying to monetize. I didn't have a business plan. I just, I kept saying I wanted to build an empire and I didn't know what that meant, but I think what I wanted was a platform. Yeah. Now there's a word for it. I wanted a platform. I have something to share and I am comfortable sharing it there because everywhere else I think it felt like I was too much. So that's a big revelation for me. Anyway, I'm glad we could all do that together in this therapy session. Yeah, I'm a really good therapist. Yeah, you're doing a really good job. Everyone out there, you're doing a really good job. You know, then you start getting affected by likes and you start getting affected by growth and you start getting affected by comments. And comments, uh, this is like my first key takeaway is something I learned from Instagram is the positive comments can be just as detrimental as the negative comments and maybe sometimes even more detrimental. The praise can be just as detrimental as the criticism because when you start to give meaning to the praise, when you start to rely on the praise, when you start to seek for the praise, um, you involuntarily give yourself over to performing for the praise. You give yourself over to doing things, do living your life for other people for the praise. I'm sharing <laughs> these beautiful events that I'm doing. I partnered with Microsoft at that time with Bing, um, and right about that time is when Instagram got video. In college, I would throw dance parties. In high school, I would dance embarrassingly everywhere. That's who I am. That's what I do. So the most natural thing in the world to me when Instagram got video was to hold up my phone to Robin Thicke's blurred lines and share some of my epic dance moves. I think at the time, it could only be like 15 seconds. 
Do you remember that? Yeah, it was, or I think it, it was 30 seconds. Yeah, it was limited. I don't remember what it yeah, was. Yeah, it was limited. I don't remember anymore. Anyway, I shared that and I'm doing all these beautiful events. And you know what people keep saying? Not Allison, you're the next Martha Stewart. Not Allison, you're a creative genius. Allison, I want to dance with you. Allison, I want to dance with you. I was like, I know how to throw a dance party. <laughs> yeah, you do. I know how to throw parties. And I know how to throw dance parties. Now, to be fair, I wanted to do it. It's not like I was miserable. It's not like I was depressed and angry and anxious all the time. But it was for the people. And I, I was very excited that people wanted to do it because it was something that I could do. But then the dance parties and the Instagram and everything, man, it just all compounded. And then I started trying to get strategy around it. And here's what happens. This is what happens. And this is what those of you who don't use Instagram in any sort of business capacity, I feel like hopefully this is going to be illuminating, okay? Eric lost his job when I was pregnant with Rad, who's um, now six. And I had been building this online platform at that point for seven or eight years if not longer. Yeah, something like that. Eric loses his job. Offers and money and collaborations are coming in and I'm starting to work more and more. And I love it. And I need it. I don't just love working. I need I need to work for my mental and emotional health. I love it. It's my vocation. It's my calling. It's my passion. I work because I I work because it's just in me. The work I do is just like part of me. I say to Eric, I want you to have that for your music. I know that you're supposed to do that with your music. Let me try to figure out how to make money on this thing. And then it's been a big journey from there of figuring out how to create the business. The dance parties were part of the business. My online sugar cookie course was part of the business. And I've loved all of it. I've loved all of it. I have been happy doing all of it. But how I let Instagram start to ruin my life is it started to determine my happiness. It started to determine my success. It became my barometer of um, what value I had as a person. Not just value that I was giving, but the value I had as a person. About a year ago, a year, maybe a year and a half ago, we were on our way to interview Joy Cho for our um, influencer courses, our how to build your brand and how to build your business by working with influencers. I couldn't believe that Joy had said yes to doing these interviews with me. I couldn't believe it. And at the time, my Instagram growth wasn't increasing. It was just plateaued. All of these other things in my life were increasing. The podcast has the, the podcast has never not grown, right? Like all of these things, my revenue was increasing, my team was increasing. But because my Instagram wasn't increasing, I genuinely didn't understand. And I didn't realize I thought this, but like I didn't understand why Joy was even bother, bothering talking to me because she had a bigger Instagram following than I did. And that was a really huge wake up call for me because I didn't even realize I thought that. Because I didn't walk around judging people on their Instagram following, but I genuinely felt like everyone was walking around judging me on mine. Because for so many years, that was what everyone congratulated me on. People wanted to hire me for it. Like it literally was like my job and life depended on it was this number. And the thing is, is like in the last several years, I've pivoted and changed so much. Every single person and every single business pivots and changes. That was a big wake-up call about a year ago. I want to share one more big wake-up call because I feel like it's going to really help a lot of other people. It was 
probably probably three years ago when I was really obsessing over my growth not being what it used to be on Instagram. Eric and I went to a movie. We were sitting behind this girl. I was watching her scroll on her phone. And she was probably like in her 20s, right? And she's scrolling on her phone. She's on Instagram. And I had just posted something that day that I felt so excited about. Didn't get the response I wanted. And I was thinking my business is going to fail. I'm going to fail. Everything's a failure because I can't make this one thing work. And to be fair, this is a very, very narrow-mindedness. Email marketing is huge. Facebook is huge. There's lots of other things. But I think it was because it's this platform that I liked. It's this platform that kind of like helped launch what I wanted to do. Like it felt like everything rested on that. So just like apply this to yourself. Like what's like that one thing in your life? It could be your weight. It could be your bank account. I think usually there's like a few kind of anchor things like that in our life where we really, really anchor a lot of success and worth. Right. And she was scrolling on her phone and she scrolled by a cat picture and then another cat picture. <laughs> And then a picture of like an Instagram, like kind of influencer type person, like modeling. And she like zoomed, kind of zoomed in, like looked at it, kept scrolling. Picture of a cat, double tap. Picture of a celebrity. Picture of a friend on vacation. Picture of a puppy, double tap. And all of a sudden it occurred to me, she was just, you know, totally lackadaisically scrolling past these celebrities and lots of cats and puppies. And I was like, I am letting someone... (laughs) who cares that much and is engaged that much determine how I feel about myself. That is how most people are using social media. But I was so hyper involved in this world with other people who are growing platforms and businesses that like it became, it was a personal attack when somebody didn't like what I put up. Yeah. That's what that's what I that's what I had let it get to. Yeah, it was pretty detrimental. Because I so badly wanted to give value and you use and this is what I used to describe it as because this is what happens, guys. This is what happens. You get some traction, you get some success. It's going well, and then it kind of peters off for a little bit because you cannot continuously be in an upward trend. It is physically emotionally, scientifically, businessly impossible to continuously be in an upward trend in every single area of your business or life. So I just want you to think about that for a minute. It is impossible to continuously be in an upward trend in every single area of your life or your business or your health or your relationships or your spirituality It's impossible. Or your Instagram numbers. Well, the Instagram numbers were one part of the business and I needed, and even this year, I've, I've wanted every single part to be in an upward trend. So you get that traction, you get that upward trend. And this is essentially what it's like. It's like every single day showing up to work or school and every single person saying, oh my gosh, you're so pretty. I love you. You're doing such a good job. You're so funny. You're so great. And then one day they stop and you're like, am I great? Am I funny? Am I valuable? And it's not that anyone's even saying you're not. It's that they're just not saying anything. And you didn't ask them to say anything. So you're like, well, it's not like I was asking for it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you're supposed to not let that affect you. And it did. It affected me. (laughs) Yeah. 
it affected me. And watching her scroll like that helped me remember that's how most people are using social media. That's, Guys, that's how I use it. That's how Aaron it's uses just like, it. It's like a, a quick browse. So almost three years ago, we started the podcast. I stopped. So really, this I didn't just stop doing the dance parties and all these other things because it was just the dance parties or it was just this. It was all of this faulty thinking and all of this do, 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 achieve, achieve, go, 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 give, give, give. And it all had to stop. It all had to stop because I was losing my damn mind. About three years ago, I I pulled the plug. I pulled the plug on every single thing that I was doing in my business to make money. And I reassessed, what am I doing? What do I want to do? We started the podcast. We started, I started Allison's Build an Awesome Brand Workshop. I started doing my newsletter, which was the Year of Awesome, which turned into the Awesome On Demand membership. I am so grateful that I did that. Now, in that about three-year period, there's been a lot of shifts and change. I went from being this girl online that was throwing all these dance parties and, you know, all these crazy dance stuff to, like, telling you about my podcast and telling you about my Awesome On Demand program and sharing that type of information. And there's definitely been, like, some shifts. It's, it's been like an adjustment period figuring out how I want to show up on Instagram. And so I did the Build an Awesome Brand Workshop and creating the brand work is what allowed me to heal. Creating the brand work, being able to define my brand as the personification of my business, but not me as a person, is this beautiful system that has allowed me to grow and create this business off of the platform that I spent so long building. We've now brought almost I think over a thousand people through the brand school. I've had one-on-one clients. It's had epic success. I created the ultimate guide to influencer marketing, those courses based off of that. All the while people have asked and asked and asked for Instagram stuff. And I have not wanted to talk specifically about Instagram because honestly, I needed to like heal my relationship with it. I needed to figure out how I wanted to show up on it. And I needed to not have all of my worth and value type up in it. I'm not going to be embarrassed, but it's like a little humbling and embarrassing. Like it took me quite a while. It really did take me quite a while Yeah. to get to a place where I post something and I feel confident. I know why I'm posting it. I have intention behind it. And regardless of how it performs, I feel really good about it. Yeah. And I, and I wanted to wait and do this episode and um, talk about Instagram until I was there, um, just for like safety purposes, like emotional safety purposes, because you can go to my feed right now on the Allison show. I feel freaking fantastic about every single thing that's on it. It's really fun because I feel like I'm able to go back to the good old days of (laughs) showing up there exactly how I want to show up. It feels authentic and it feels intentional and it feels freeing. That's it. I just want to give value. That's, yeah. I just, and that's it. You basically removed these mental hooks and claws that you had yeah. put inside yourself, these you know perceived ones from the outside, and you just freed yourself. And it was so much more than just Instagram, obviously. It was the business. I mean, there was some... But well, Instagram well, was kind of like well, the melting point of well, it Well, don't all. we all have that in our personalities, like yeah. trying to find value and trying to find... And, and yours is just amplified from Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And also because... I think this is why it mattered so much. And I think this is a good barometer when you're trying to figure out what you're passionate about and what you care about. The reason it mattered so much is because it's very close to what I want. Mm -hmm. And what I want is 
a big, beautiful stage to share. <laughs> that, that's it, you know? Totally. And I love more than anything that I've learned how to create that for myself. And I love Allison's brand school because I'm helping other people create it for themselves. Because everybody, I think, wants a stage. The stage looks different and feels different for everyone. But what I mean by stage is this place to give and create what you have inside of you and get it out there. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Totally, yeah. So it it totally flips what we kind of naturally do. Well, I guess, I mean, I don't know what natural is, but it flips all validation comes from what you really are yeah. instead of what you think people want from you or what yeah. they say about you. you. You totally flipped it. And now it's just this expansive, beautiful, like sharing of your authentic self. And I know authentic is such a buzzy word, a buzzword, but, but like, I'm going to say it, this, like you truly bring your authentic self now and teach people how to be, how to bring their authentic self because we all have authentic authenticity inside of us. And it's real when it comes from us and not because of what other people want from us. Yes. Then I start to get a little self-conscious and I go, why? <laughs> who cares what I have to say? Who, like, who cares? You know, like, why do I think I'm so special that I deserve a stage? Over the weekend, I was able to go to this amazing conference and Glennon Doyle and her beautiful partner, I told Eric I'm in love with her now, Abby Wambach, <laughs> did this amazing conference and I, I just attended as an attendee. Glennon sat on stage, she's an author, and she told this story. And as she told this story so masterfully and with so much skill and so much thought, just parts of my heart and mind and spirit and soul like opened up and I felt relief and I felt connection and I felt empowered and I felt light. And I thought, I am so grateful that she is sitting on her stage sharing what she feels called to share because it is like easing suffering in my heart. It is inspiring me. It is empowering me. Then I remembered that's why. That's why it matters. Because like, what else are we here doing? Yeah. And there are so many people suffering. These horrendous uh, shootings just happened. There are so many people suffering. There's so much action, action that needs to happen. And if we are not comfortable standing up and using our voice, if we are not comfortable standing up and addressing the negativity, the 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 racism, the privilege, these these things that are just toxins in our air um, that we're breathing in, if we're not a, if we're not even aware of how to use or find our voice or share it, we're not going to be able to find this crap either. And the world is just going to keep spinning and turning with these um, toxins and pollutants in the air. We got to figure out how to breathe clear and share our voice. You do not have to do it how I do it. And you do not have to do it on social media. My brother Evan shares his voice and his power in his work, in his family, in his community, at the church he attends. You don't have to be on social media to do it. But I hope that me sharing this 
journey example of how I found these toxins inside myself and have tried to rid myself of of them can help you. I have some takeaways for you now of how to use social media in a more empowering way. How to use social media to expand your life and enrich your life and enrich the lives around you. Find more joy and fun rather than all this negativity. So I'm really excited for this. I hope you follow me on the Allison Show. I'm trying. I'm pretty sure they are. Well, I don't know. It's fine <laughs> if you're not. But you, you can follow me at Pleasant Pictures. Yeah, follow him at Pleasant. You're probably Pictures. not following me. My my goal is to do what is happening on this podcast and just to share there the way I've been sharing here. And it's been tricky to figure out kind of how to do that. Um, but I feel like I'm getting it and I'm feeling really good about it. And I'm I'm really I'm really excited because it's not just doing it, it's doing it in a way that's sustainable for me and scalable because it isn't just a personal art experiment over there. It is part of my business. And so how can I show up and serve, but also just still just be how I want to be, which is me, you know? Yeah. So now I want to talk about how to use social media better to enrich your life. Kind of some takeaways. So the first way for how to use social media better is to have a DTR. So that's that's a define the relationship. In Allison's brand school, like I said, I absolutely did not want to do anything Instagram related until I had healed my relationship with Instagram and I could talk about it in a way where I'm using it in an empowering way that's serving me and my business. That is why we are now doing our Instagram for you workshop. So it's an in-person workshop. It's coming up in September. If you want to look into defining your relationship with Instagram, I have created a model to help you figure out what you want that relationship to look like and how you can use it to serve your business and your message and your platform. And I'm really, really, really excited about it. I'm going to tell you how to do it here now if you don't want to do it in any sort of professional setting or a setting where you want to grow. But first, I really just wanted to share about that because, I don't know, it's like this big healing journey. And I'm, I don't, I think people are thinking it's just like an Instagram workshop and it's not that. <laughs> it's this beautiful in-person experience where I feel like we're seriously going to like heal a lot of things and empower a lot of people and help them figure out how to create a relationship with Instagram that really works for them and what they feel called to build. And it's an in-person event. When you come, we're going to have a panel of experts. We're going to have amazing swag bags and you can find out more about it on allisonsbrandschool.com. It's on September 5th. If you're listening to this after the fact, we're going to make it available as an online course, we've decided. But if you come to the in-person event, you're going to get that for free in addition to getting to come to the live event. We're really excited about that. If you just want to start examining your relationship with it now, what do you want from it? What do you expect from it? What are you willing to give to it? Do you have this relationship with Instagram where you expect all of your family and loved one to be loved ones to be on there as much as you and to be liking and commenting on everything that you're posting? Are you treating it like a hobby and expecting it to act as a business? That's what a lot of people do. They they kind of are like, I kind of want to maybe do a thing where I grow, but I don't want to actually put effort into it because if I put effort into it and I fail, I'm going to feel really bad. And so then I just kind of have a bad attitude about it. <laughs> What type of relationship are you actually giving 
to Instagram or social media and what kind of relationship are you expecting back? So defining that relationship can be really helpful. The second way to have a more empowering and positive experience with social media is to check your attitude. What type of attitude do you have about social media And again, what do you expect from it? So we actually created a worksheet called Five Things Not to Do on Instagram. And you can get that worksheet when you sign up for my Allison's Brand School newsletter. We're just about to release that. So be looking for that. And we talked about this idea of so many people want to sit around and bash social media and say how stupid it is and say how it's the worst thing ever. And then they want to show up on there and have it do everything for them they want it to do. And I think a lot of people do that whether they're in business or not. They want to talk about how horrible social media is, how terrible it is, how it's ruining everything. And then they want to show up on there and they expect a positive experience. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but it's kind of like how people think about money. I hate money, but you know what I'm saying? But I want it. Yeah. Yeah. And so exactly like examine your attitude towards it. And this is really cool. Susan Peterson shared this with me and she said she started on social media. She was highlighting friends who she thought that she thought they they were doing cool things. Like on her personal, not her freshly picked Instagram, but like on her personal Instagram. And she said, Allison, you know the, the coolest thing that happened from me doing this? It's changed the way I use Instagram. She's like, I'm on Instagram scrolling through every post looking for the good that people are doing. And it's absolutely that principle of you are going to find what you're looking for. You are going to find what you're looking for. If you want to see how everyone is on vacation and everyone looks better in their swimsuit than you, you will find that. If you want to see how everyone is growing and everyone has a better business than you on Instagram or on Facebook, you will find that. If you want to see how everyone is posting negative political crap and judging and hating, you will absolutely find that. But you are going to find what you are looking for. And that brings me to my third way of how to make social media more positive and empowering for you. And that is set an intention every single time you use it. I think that's where a lot of us really get messed up, whether it's for personal use or business use, is we absentmindedly get on there with no intention. We absentmindedly use it with no intention and we leave filled with other people's agenda and other people's intentions. Marie Forleo said this in um, a book she has coming out. We interviewed her for the podcast. It's amazing. She says, create before you consume. And that's my next tip. Create before you consume. So set that intention. Number three is set that intention before you use social media. Why are you going on there? What are you hoping to do? What are you looking for? What are you hoping to find? Set a timer. I think that's part of being intentional is I am going to spend 15 minutes. I am going to spend 20 minutes or F it. I'm going to spend an hour, but be intentional about that hour that you're going to spend. And then the next idea I have is this idea of create before you consume. What do I mean by create? I mean create with a gratitude practice, create with prayer, create with writing, create with a conversation, create by sending a text message to someone, create something rather than just consuming something. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's just a good principle. I, I've been waking everything. up every yeah. morning and I go create before you consume. That's amazing. It's so good. I love Marie Forleo for sharing that, and I know it's going to serve you guys. The last one, number five, that I'm going to share with you, we actually learned 
from a social media training that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints did. And they they shared this concept of love, L-U-V, leave unsolicited validation. This idea of what if you went on social media and every time you went on social media, you left unsolicited validation. I've carried this thought with me and I have had so much fun remembering to leave comments and like people's things. That's awesome. Leaving I love that. That unsolicited validation. Because here's how Instagram works, guys. People are creating, people are sharing, and we are just consuming. It is like being in a conversation with someone and having them share and talk and you sit there and watch television. And that's fine. That's okay. That's the nature of the platform. But imagine the type of relationship you're going to have if that's how you're interacting with the relationship. So if you show up to that relationship and you're leaving unsolicited validation, you're commenting on people's posts that you like, and you're talking and you're sharing and you're giving hearts at very least, you are conscious. You're not lurking anymore. You're participating. Mm -hmm. You think that somebody who has 100,000 likes doesn't need one more like. That is the same principle as not voting. It is the same principle of thinking this dollar I'm spending, it doesn't matter where I spend it. Every single interaction that you create online matters. If you are following accounts that are detrimental and creating bad negative content, you are contributing to the content. You are contributing to the space that they have. If you are not liking and supporting your friends and loved ones, you are opting out of the conversation. So if you're going to be on there, you might as well be participating. And we're also entitled. We get on there and we're like, oh, everyone's putting it out there. They want something from me. And like from a business perspective, I had someone the other day, you know, and this is great. Everyone gets to use social media how they want, push back. You guys know how freaking few sponsored partnerships I do. And she said she was really disappointed because she showed up and it was sponsored. And I said, I'm genuinely sorry that you're disappointed. This is a business and I've never pretended like it's not a business. And in order to create all this free content, I have to take these sponsorships. And they're only ones that I'm genuinely excited about. And I had someone else about that same sponsored content say, hey, I actually want to apologize. I almost didn't listen to your podcast episode that I knew was sponsored because I figured you were just creating the content for the sponsor. And she's like, I'm so embarrassed I thought that because I listened to it and I can't tell you all the things I learned. I just want you to know how I'm showing up is this talking about Instagram and like what it's done for me in my life and like all the, there's so much positive, even though obviously today I focused on like the ways I like let it wreck me. There's so much freaking positive. And then I was like, oh, but I feel kind of skeezy talking about my Instagram workshop. That does not affect why or how I created any of this content. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is something I wanted to share. And I'm like, it's all connected. The reason I created this workshop is because of all these problems I was having with the platform. Right. Now, I'm not saying everybody operates like this. People are trying to sell you something. People want something from you. But you get to show up and be intentional and participate with the people that you feel like are being real with you and are offering value to you. And by automatically, oh, I can't believe, you know, they're trying to sell a course or they're trying to do that. Like, 
then don't follow people who have over several thousand followers, Instagram followers. We get like this sixth sense of pride over it being a business or not being a business. I know a lot of people who have like really large, large platforms are like, this isn't a business. And I'm like, yeah, because your husband makes a million dollars. Good for you. I wanted to build a business and that's what I'm freaking doing. And I'm not mad that your husband makes a million dollars, but like... Well, the business is an exchange of value. There's nothing yes, wrong with that. You I opt in or you opt out. There's I would no not personal. show up and do all this. It, like, And that's what it got to. I could not show up and do all this every week if there was not an exchange of money because I, I, I couldn't live my life. Yeah. Like it is not worth the emotional <laughs> drain and time if you can't also provide a life. You see what I'm saying? Again... That does not mean that you need to make a business out of it. So I wanted to share this one principle and I started it and I stopped it. And it is this concept. And I hope it gives some perspective because I also wanted to shed perspective for people who are not using social media in any sort of a business way. When I started growing on Instagram, I started getting all these emails of people wanting to give me free t-shirts. And at the time, it was really trendy to start shops that had like sayings on t-shirts. I don't know why. Just everybody was doing it. And I started accepting all these free t-shirts because people would say like, I started my t-shirt shop, you inspired me. And I was like, oh, I I owe it to them to take this free t-shirt. And then I would get the free t-shirt and then I would be snapping and snarking at Eric to get a picture of me in the t-shirt. I hated that. And I was mad because the kids weren't smiling in the t-shirts. Then I started creating what I like to call this free t-shirt content for who? For the one person who wanted me to post a free shirt. So I'm not serving the people who are there for me to show up as my authentic self. I'm not serving my family. I'm not serving myself. And I'm not having any sort of value exchange, any monetary exchange for this big expenditure of energy, which is keeping me from showing up and creating more value. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you just need to understand that concept with everyone gets to choose how they want to spend their energy and time. It takes a lot of time and energy to create all this content. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean you have to do anything you don't want to do. But just when you are following people online and you're mad about it, just remember if you're happy about the free hair tutorial. Do you see what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. And my goal is to help people do it in a way that serves the customer, and serves their goals. Because I absolutely believe there's a way to do both. To do it with integrity, to do it with passion, and to do it so where you're genuinely happy for whatever service or product or offer that we have to offer. Does that make sense? Totally. So anyway, don't let Instagram ruin your life. Don't let social media ruin your life. I hope this was helpful. I hope this was informative. If you want to come to our really awesome workshop, you should... Because I'm absolutely positive that it will work for you. Why? Because I've done it for myself. I've done it for Eric's business. Ashley's Fresh Fix is doing it. We know that it will serve you. And it's not just going to help you get what you want. It's going to help you live a fulfilled life. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Your listening and your attention is an honor and it's a privilege. And I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful to do this work. I'm super grateful to do it. Do you have anything else you want to say about Instagram, Eric? Um, I don't think that I have anything to add to what you've already said. Do you feel like Instagram's ruined your life? Absolutely not. Well, it didn't ruin my life. I'm just saying for a while I let it. Oh, yeah. Ruin aspects of it. I mean, it was was the means by which you allowed outside opinions to ruin your life. Yes. 
But I, I try not to do that now. Oh, no, you don't now. That's what I'm saying. You were asking the question if it ruined my life. Yeah. No, I did not. I just wanted to know how Guess you what? feel. Guess what? We all, we all have highs and lows, and we all learn, and you learned, and it's beautiful, and now hopefully you're helping someone else learn. Yeah, and I think that's don't feel stupid if it matters too much to you. <laughs> Because we're all just trying to figure out how to use these new things. And I think there could just be like a lot of shame there. Like, I think that's why I was feeling so vulnerable as I feel so stupid that I let something like this affect me so much. But I, ha- I want to say something. Yeah. I randomly turn on my phone right now. Instagram. Gary V says, when you share your insecurities, they lose power. Well done. I love Gary Vaynerchuk. You I love should, him so much. You, everyone should follow him. Well, he swears a ton. I'm fine with that because I love swearing. I'm just telling you. If you guys know Gary Vaynerchuk, will you just tell him that he should love me? Because I want us to love each other. (laughs) Okay, you guys are doing a good job. Thanks for being here. I have a review from Tulsi Kamsagra. It's a beautiful name. She says, your podcast always brings me back on track. So inspiring, and it has become my always go-to podcast to boost myself. You are doing such a great job. Thanks much. The reason I chose that one is you love words of affirmation, and she just gave that to you. So you can take it for what it's worth and enjoy it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Tell me her name again. Tulsi. Tulsi, thank you so much for that review. We really appreciate it. We have been getting so many amazing reviews, and we love them. I don't let them mean that I'm a better person than anyone. (laughs) I don't let them affect my value of myself, but they really do help us continue to create content that we hope really serves you. So be sure to shoot us an email at awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com and we're gonna send you some goodies from my Party with Allison shop. I wanna remind you that regardless of what you decide to do, regardless of if you feel like you're failing, regardless of if all you do today is sit in bed and listen to this podcast, Only you can be you, and you are already as awesome as you need to be. Eric, give me something, like, really good to end on. Well, that's a lot of pressure. I mean, I personally think they're all really good. What are you specifically asking for? I like a little funk or a little somber or a little jaunt. No, no jaunt. What about the new single that just came out from Valentine? Yes, I like that. Okay, so this song... So I've been working with this kid for six months. He is incredible. He's written, like, 500 songs. I discovered him, we became friends, and then we wrote this album together. All the instrumentals are going in my library, so you can license these or use them for your projects. It's the, you know, the project is called Lo-Fi Dream Pop. It's just dreamy lo-fi. And this song just got released as a single, so you can go to, you know, Apple or Spotify or whatever you like. And the band is called Valentine and the Regard, and this song is called I'm Still a Stupid Kid.